0: Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko, I'm Dennis Kudler, I'm Evgeny Donsker. I'm Henry Laksanet, I'm Peter Turetko, and you're you're listening to the Game of Love Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Here we are once more and... It's Rafael Nadal. We didn't mention it yesterday, but he got his 1,000th victory on tour. What an incredible uh, stat that is, and it puts him... With some very, very uh, well-established people in the long run of history of tennis, doesn't it, JG? Mate, I just can't believe we didn't talk about it yesterday on, on yesterday's <laughs> podcast. We got I guess there's so much
1: else going on and the Rafa match just finished, like about uh, maybe a half an hour before we started the podcast. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to cover it all today and it's just an amazing achievement. Obviously, Rafael Nadal reaching 1,000 uh, ATP career wins. Wow. He's in the, the most hu- amazing company as well. I'll just read some of them out. You've got, obviously, Connors, number one. He's got yep. 1,274. Federer's second, 1,242. Yep. You'd you'd think that Federer's probably going to try and get that number one spot. Oh, um, surely. What's it like 30, 32 in it? You'd expect him Come to be able to get them 32 isn't, wins.
0: Yeah, one year, isn't it? He'll have that done, surely, by the end of next year. Hopefully. Never and
1: know. then Lendl... You've got 1,068 and then obviously Nadal. I would say 1,000, but it's now being 1,001.
0: 1,001. And yeah, he's just literally come off court because he's just uh, knocked out the Australian uh, Jordan Thompson in what looked like it was going to be super quick time after that first set. He really uh, gave him the runaround. But in the second set, yeah, Thompson finally uh, woke up and started playing some better tennis, but... Nah, Rafa too strong in that tie break. No chance, JT. Get out with your mustache. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> so, yeah, quite interesting anyway. I thought uh, I saw some little stats getting thrown around on uh, when I was watching earlier. Thought I'd bring up maybe one of the uh, statistics. Uh, it was just like a little interesting milestones they were talking about for Rafael Nadal about where he won all of his matches. I don't know if you can all see that there. Can you see yeah, that? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so obviously he started it all off with a win against uh, Raymond Delgado there. That's all the way back in 2002. And uh, yeah, it's all the hundreds we're looking at there. you got Hugo Armando, Juan Martin del Potro, Ivo Karlovic, God, these names. Uh, Thomas, del
1: was on there a few times, not I? Can see yeah. <laughs> well,
0: <isn't> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Martin Klizan. That's always a that's a more of a challenger name these days, but back then he probably wasn't. Uh, Thomas Bellucci, Richard Gasquet, and obviously Feliciano Lopez there for the uh, the thousandth, and what an incredible performance it was by him to suddenly, yeah, he was a bit rusty at the start, but first he doesn't really like indoor hard it was that's more of his uh mate the only life.
1: thing yeah for me what just makes it so special is the fact that it's in paris obviously rafael mm. nadal the king of paris
0: yeah uh,
1: well used he is on the clay but this time just winning his a thousandth match in paris i just think it's very fitting Uh um, sure just what a player what a career and he's still going like he's only gonna he's only gonna keep winning more i, I believe i think his. uh it's just interesting because I've seen, I've saw a lot of highlights today from that first match, Delgado and like sort of like a few, like, it's like a mini documentary of like his whole career and the way yeah, it's progressed. Yeah. And there's been so many times in his career when people have written him off, whether that's doctors, scientists, other players, pundits, any, anyone, everyone's written him off at one stage and he's always been yeah. able to prove them wrong, come back and play tennis. Uh, there was like an incident, I think in 2008 when they said he's never going to be able to play again.
0: Well, yeah, well, he's, ha- he's, done so well he's like it's just been crazy the injuries that we thought was going to put pay to Rafa's career as well on maybe two occasions but he's somehow just come back each time and come back stronger which is the more crazy thing and he that's what he's saying in like those interviews he just thanks everybody that uh that's helped him throughout his whole career because he couldn't have done it and he's a very humble guy he just said he can could never have done it without all of the help of all of his team and all of the people that actually have helped him recover from all the injuries that he's had and,
1: and he doctors just... of course
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and think he's of a was... miracle what was that uh, statistic didn't you say he had like uh, how many hours of physio it is a year it was, crazy. I it was something
1: compared to apples or something
0: it was something in the thousands of hours i think he has a physio every year which is absolutely mind-boggling but he's a uh, well, crazy uh, high-level tennis player. So he needs that sort of thing. And obviously, he's not getting any younger. So he probably needs even more than he did back in the older days. But yeah, I just think it's just incredible what he's achieved. And uh, I think he's never, never changed his persona. Always been that same humble, uh, really nice, funny character. Just a super nice guy. So yeah, you got to love Rafa. One thing, Ben, I'm not sure if you've still got the graphic I sent you earlier, the
1: one comparing him to Federer. I think i sent mm. it to you on your phone. Do you reckon you could get that up, maybe?
0: Uh, I might be able to, yeah. Because if you line.
1: do, it's not a rush, mate. I can be talking through some other bits. Because for me, so I know you don't have this one. Sure. But it's something what I stumbled across. And it sort of breaks down his 1,000 wins. I think it's fitting oh, nice. to be doing this. So while you have a little look for that, I'll just go through it. So uh, wins on grass. He's had 71 yeah. of them on grass. Wow. He's had 82 wins in only one year, which was obviously 2008 when he was just Incredible 90 indoor, 100 wins at Roland Garros.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> so that was the one we had. Uh, he's a literally few weeks had more go.
1: wins at Roland Garros than indoor.
0: I <laughs> know it's mental
1: <laughs> against the top 10, 172 wins in Grand Slams, 282. Yeah, in Masters 387. On wow. clay, obviously, you're expecting this number to be like super high. Yeah, it's almost half of his wins which is 445 wins on clay. Yeah. And then hard courts, believe it or not, it's more than clay, but that's only because there's more hard court tournaments. You've got 482. And then outdoor in general, 910. Whoa. So, um, yeah, it's just incre- it's incredible <laughs> numbers, mate. It's incredible numbers. And for me, I think the one that really stands out is the top 10 wins. Like, in theory, you could say 20% of his wins have been against the top 10 just showing that he can do it against anyone.
0: That's <laughs> just crazy. Isn't and talking
1: it? about anyone, let's why not, why not bring up Roger Federer? Obviously he's someone who's in the big three and he's already reached a massive milestone of a thousand uh, wins. And this is how them two compare and you yep. can see there's a lot more green on Rafael Nadal's side than
0: ben <laughs> I knew you'd want to have this type of thing just to fight your goat debate over for Rafael Well, we'll Nadal. be doing
1: one, won't we, Ben? I know you were yeah, saying yeah. we'll find a good time to actually sort of dissect it and sort of go through all the statistics. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I'll let you take go through this.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at these uh, crazy statistics. To think that there's two players in this generation of tennis, there might even be a third one who's obviously going to get in the picture as well, but these two, the federal, uh well, this masterclass, isn't it? You look down here, when they both reached the 1,000 wins, and the win percentage, ridiculous. 83.26% uh, for Nadal against 81.5% Federer. That's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. But that win percentage in a thousand matches, that is you just uh, I just can't. I'm like gobsmacks That's that's so many. Obviously, Grand Slam titles there. the Nadal managed to get 20 uh, in a sooner. Well, in a few or well, shorter time frame by the looks of it. Yeah. So that's pretty uh, promising for him. Uh tournaments played. He's actually done it in less tournaments as well. So that means he's probably gone further in more in tournaments. In theory,
1: mate, it should all be green because look at the age one. How's that a a, a bad thing with the fact that he's older and he's done it being older?
0: <laughs>
1: I think that's well, a bit unfair. You can obviously you've got to give uh, Roger Federer the one of weeks at number one. But it looks like he's gonna be losing that title to Djokovic anyway, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, for Based sure. Based off
1: that, things aren't looking great, uh, number wise for Federer, but of course, he's still got the 20 grand slams, he's still tied number one. And don't but forget, it's going to be a massive claim now for people sort of looking at uh, Rafael Nadal as the, as the greatest of all time, for sure.
0: Well, don't forget as well, sorry to uh, jump in, uh, if he wins. The Paris Masters, he then goes above Djokovic again with the most Masters titles as well. So he we always got to have that. That's always one which uh, people forget about. But yeah. he's never won the London or the ATP Tour Finals, which is one which is surely on his radar, and he's surely wanting to really go for that this year because what better time? If he does well here in Paris and manages to take this title, surely he's got to be favourite going into London. I mean, mate, one hundred percent.
1: Like, look at all the other players. Siterpath doesn't really fill you with too much confidence. Veret, no. he's been. To be fair to him, can't really say too much. He's probably the one to beat. Yeah. Rublev, one to beat as well. Yeah, Djokovic looked very shaky last time we saw him. Yeah, it's well... just really tricky, isn't it? Like, it's all there for the taking for him, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> well, I totally agree. I think it's just, so we, we'll see how he performs uh, in the latter stages of this tournament. Obviously, he's got quarterfinals against Carreño Busta coming up. Uh, I believe that's tomorrow. Uh, nice to have some people in the chat. Uh got some of the usuals. John there. Del Pocho definitely been a multiple slam winner without the injuries. Don't think any arguments coming from either of us on this no. side. It's for sure, and who we got? Dave there again, Uh, and we've got Graham. What is this? Uh, Thoughts on Stan's chances? Is that of this tournament?
1: Yeah, I think you're talking about against Rublev. I think it's very minimal, Mm. um, but you never know. We're we're going to be covering that anyway shortly, so stay tuned for that. We've done a live watch along straight after this podcast.
0: Indeed, um, and Chris Mears in uh, in that he's finally back. He's off the bottom of the uh, the bracket league, and he's finally uh, <laughs> showed up now. So that's good to see. How are we doing, Chris? But shall we go into? Yeah, we'll go thinking... through the
1: results. I think we'll just wrap up the Rafa story with today. Obviously, making his a yeah. thousand from one uh, victory against and Jordan Thompson. Thompson. Jordan Thompson played some good stuff as well in the second set. Really good. Um, he managed to get it done in a tie break. I think he won the first set very comfortably, 6 1, then 7 6, and obviously tiebreak win in the last one. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it was really, uh I think in that first set, he's so good at his, he's not really renowned for his winning or hitting winners ability, Jordan Thompson. But uh, yeah, because he's not. Uh, Good at really hitting power shots, I would say. But his retrieval was really good. And that first set, was he was not able to. He was just getting pushed everywhere, all over the court. And Rafa, I thought it was going to be a 6-1, 6-1 or something. But second set, credit to him. He played some really good stuff and uh, should be proud that he actually got into the tiebreak, I think. The only thing
1: I will say to criticise Rafa, and it'll be the only thing I do say, Mm. is for me, I thought... It was a little disappointing with him returning uh, Jordan Thompson's serves today. He just he wasn't just returning very well at all. And Thompson's not someone, for me, who sort of strikes you as a brilliant server. He's going to be playing a lot better servers in the tournament.
0: yeah. So it's sure. a
1: bit of a worry in terms of he wasn't hitting it particularly hard. But Nadal just couldn't return a lot of them, whether that's to do with the conditions and the court. Um, for, I don't know, slightly uncharacteristic, I thought. It's just a little thing I picked up on. I think that's the reason we saw such a, a close second yeah. set.
0: Yeah, well, I well, I totally agree. That's a really good thing you picked up on, uh, because when I was watching it, yeah, there were just a few average serves, and he was sort of just getting his racket to it, and it was not even going over the net uh, some of the time. So, Mia, he's going to have to brush up. I think he's slowly but surely getting like uh, getting going in this tournament. He doesn't. This is as you said, his worst uh, surface. He doesn't even like playing indoor hard court, so he's here. He's going to try and do the business. Uh, he loves it in Paris. What better storyline? He's already won one title there already. Why not another? So oh, It's looking brilliant
1: for him. Obviously, he's got... Um, I don't know if you want to go down slightly.
0: Apologies. Yeah, I might have to uh, shrink this a little one touch just so that we can see everybody in there. Yeah, that's oh, fine. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. that's good,
1: mate. So then, obviously, Buster's the other guy who come through today. And he, if you just go down slightly... sorry, so If I
0: go down, do you say?
1: Yeah, I just can't. It's oh, is. boss wasn't it? Sorry, I couldn't yeah. forget. I forgot who he was playing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the um, big God boss, is not it? And that was like super comfortable. Not really much. Yeah. I didn't watch any of the match. Um, But it sets up another match. Yet again, Rafael Nadal bust. I feel like we've seen that combination like three times, right?
0: Well, yeah, I believe so. And uh, Rafael Nadal, ever the victor, and uh, I'm sure Kerenio Buster. I think he'll prefer it probably being on hard court indoor. He'll fancy his chances, especially the way mm-hmm. he's seen. I don't help. know if
1: he will, to be fair. I think Buster's his attitude's always a bit poor for me. And I think this is just one of their matches where he's sort <laughs> of uh, he's brilliant. done well until he's got to this stage and then he's like, Oh, playing Rafa on the Dow, he's not give himself much of a chance.
0: Do you think that there's like a little bit of a, because it's his own countryman and it's he's just been beaten so many times by him, do you think he's defeated before he goes on the court? A little, a little bit. bit. That's,
1: what, that's what it looks like to me, because I think Buster doesn't always put a very good showing in against Nadal. No, and,
0: no, um, no I good. think
1: it's probably to do with the fact that he just does has a bit of a defeatist attitude even before he started.
0: Maybe they've got um, an arrangement. Maybe he just says, "If I ever meet in the uh, <laughs> tournament, just let us." Yeah, it just it pays back. him off. I've got, I've got a goat. I've got a goat debate set all right here. Come on, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> so, uh, no, I doubt it's ever ever coming to that. Rafa would never, never go down that route. Yeah, we've
1: got Thomas Rock here as well. How are hey, and obviously End Day
0: saying hi. And so, uh, you want to
1: go down yeah. slightly?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's go down there slightly and have a quick look. At, uh. Who else was it who was playing today? We had, with the one. well, which one's the next one down on the bracket first? Because we had a few matches today, but they're all in a bit of a higgledy-piggledy order down here. We've got, obviously, Zverev Manorino. They're just going, oh, they just had the first game of that match, uh, just started now. So we'll move down a little bit more. And uh, we've obviously got this match coming up after this podcast. Join us for that. Stan Wawrinka, Andre Rublev. And yeah, and while uh, we're there, I'll
1: we'll just answer a question in the in the chat. I think it's, it's from Ushman Ayushman. Sorry if I pronounce it wrong. And he's saying, thoughts on Rublev-Sverev in the quarterfinal if that happens. Obviously, he's going to have to get through Stan Wawrinka today. But yeah, if it yeah. was to happen, I know like, you can see there, you've got Sverev to beat Rublev. I've got the same combination, but I've got Rublev To beat Sverev, so I'll let you. I'll let you do your side, then I'll do my side.
0: Well, I've got Vavrinka to beat Rublev. Oh, (laughs) sorry,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I (laughs) I know, but uh, it's still okay. So, say if
1: Rublev was to play Sverev, what side would you be on? What do you think?
0: Well, I think we had this discussion in yesterday's podcast as well, didn't we? We went through the possibilities, but I did say that I thought, based upon Rublev playing the whole tournament and winning it, and Sverev having a week's rest. I'd give it to Zverev just based upon being more fresh, and he doesn't seem to be upset about all the stuff in the news. So that's, he's looking promising. So fair enough. Yeah, I'm like, I'll
1: stick with Roblev purely for the fact that he's just been in such good form, and I think if he if he beats Ravrenka he's going to be full of confidence. And I just don't know. I think it's just hard to beat a guy like this at the moment. He's just playing so well. That game against Albot the other day was just <laughs> uh, just annihilated him.
0: Yeah, we totally, absolutely, well, he we absolutely destroyed him. It'd be interesting to see how uh, Zverev gets on against Manorino first, though, because don't forget, he's still got to get past him. He's obviously a Frenchman playing at home in his home country. And Zverev, there's been new stuff which has come out today. Ben Rothenberg's actually been interviewing his... Ex girlfriend, he's definitely someone who divides opinion. <laughs> yeah, oh man, most de- I don't think he's going to be in Zverev's good books. I don't think I'll probably get a chance to speak to him ever again after the, doing interviewing his ex girlfriend. What's he up to? <laughs> Snooping around like a sneaky reporter, but that's uh, his yeah. Job. well, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that we'll, we'll wait and see on those ones. That's not actually any results, that's just more speculative. But this one, we started off the day today with. Wow. What a performance. Mr. Consistent, I think we'll have to call him. I'd call the it a Swartzman
1: eight. demolition job, to be honest. And I know Swartzman come out after the match and he was like, I did not expect this type of match today. They played each other so recently and it was one of the matches yeah. where Fakino won the first set. I think he was up a break in the second. Maybe lead, yeah. I think it was like 4-1 he was leading.
0: There was um, like eight breaks of serve in the second set.
1: Yeah, so it was a very, and that wasn't like maybe a few weeks ago. So it was such a tight match. And then to go from that to this, it's just crazy. And it just sort of shows a bit of Fakina's weakness, I think. Um, just didn't turn up today. Just didn't I turn can- up. We know how good you can be, but it simply did not turn up. And it's just not good enough, really, at this level. You can't afford to have off days like this if you want to be uh, winning these big tournaments.
0: Yeah, I mean he's still fairly young, and I'm think it showed his inexperience today. I think it's
1: yeah, this young chat, yeah, Ben. Sorry to interrupt. That's I right. think it needs to. We can't keep like. You look at the top players. Obviously, we talked. We started the podcast with Rafael Nadal. We saw how young he was when he first started. Yeah, yeah. And it had like a winner's mentality. I feel like we need to see someone young coming in and just doing it from a, from a young age. If you want to see anyone who can compare to the big three ever,
0: And you said the right word there, which was mentality and that was the one thing which i think that his youth really was showing today his mental side of his game uh he got held into a 10 minute first uh first ball. he got Schwartzmann into a 10 minute game on the first game of the match and he was had break points and he failed to take all the break points from that first game Schwartzman held and it was almost as if the game the match was done That was Schwartzman broke him within the first game of the match. Didn't break his serve, but he broke Fakina physically, mentally. And after that, it just wasn't the same again. And Schwartzman consistent, 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 consistent. And Fakina didn't have any answers. He just his head was down. It just looked like he couldn't get anything going. You thought he might reset after the after the uh, first set was over. Nope. Still, all the problems, he just didn't seem to have any answers. And Schwarzman, that's why he is the ranking he is right now, because he's that good. And I put him, he's one of those players I'm super excited to watch every time now he's playing, because I know that he's a real threat in this tournament.
1: It's going to be even better. And obviously the O2 tournament was coming up next week in
0: London. Yeah. Yeah um is all but qualified all but qualified pretty I think much we, there. Can, uh, we can say he's
1: qualified by now in my opinion i if,
0: if he gets um, the semis like if he uh, yeah in this tournament he's guaranteed but yeah, well, I think
1: I've read that he'd busted to win this tournament and then have to enter Sofia and win that as well to qualify <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so gonna, there's pointless. some scenarios which I understand they're mathematically possible but we've got to be realistic Swartzman's as good as in Rublev is actually I think that's 100% in yeah, as well I think so yeah um but yeah, yet again, Schwartzman impresses, and his next match is going to be with Medvedev, and well, we saw Medvedev today against menor Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking throughout the first set. Well, I know we were both watching it, and you was saying how you thought it was such a really good, you thought it was a very good match. He was really impressed with menor and yep. uh, in hindsight, I would have to agree with you in terms of I think Diminor did start very well, very um, well. But what I would say is I think Medvedev wasn't very good at all, and even in the second set, I know he won it relatively comfortably but I just wasn't that impressed with him today.
0: Mm, I think he he did what he needed to in the set, in, in this cyber oh, match. Oh he certainly season.
1: did get better. I'll give you I'll give him that but I just for me he's the guy I've got gone all the way to the final. It's just I was watching him today and I didn't see the Medvedev of old.
0: No, I mean he's definitely not the Medvedev of old and that was what I was banking on with my pick. I was banking on this bad run continuing and after that first set I thought well if Dimonor maintains that level of play because the level was so high. Some of those shots that he played, that one that I was uh, speaking to you about, that lob was absolutely incredible. And he was literally playing with Medvedev. He was bringing him into the net, lobbing him, doing Yeah, but again
1: though, Ben, a normal Medvedev wouldn't be giving Dimonor them opportunities to be able to produce that lob. He had and an he easy forehand shot there where he could have really just rifled one into the corner. Instead, he played it straight back to uh, Dimonor and he was able to give him the opportunity to do the lob. And that's why yeah, I thought yeah. he was very passive, Medvedev. I wasn't. He, he yeah. stepped it up, and he got a lot better during the yeah, yeah. match. As so a serve, based on that, if he can yeah. The serve got better. He was a lot more consistent. Wasn't making so many unforced errors. And uh, we know how good he can be. Like even him playing at eighty percent, he will beat a lot more. It will beat a lot of players on tour. if not most.
0: Definitely, especially on hard court as well. Uh, I think that Dimonor, the one thing which sort of led to his own demise, really, that first set, he was so rapid around the court and he was so good at shortening the... No, he was winning the longer points in that first set, but he was also structuring the points well by coming into the net and he's very good at actually at coming into the net and finishing things off. And he did that well in that first set. Uh, And in the second set, Medvedev started winning the long rallies. And I think that was the beginning of the end for Dimonor. When he wasn't winning those anymore, he didn't know where to turn to. He just stopped coming into the net and he sort of accepted defeat a little bit just because he didn't have any answers.
1: So what do you make of uh, medvedev Swartzman then? Obviously, Ooh,
0: God, Swartzman's
1: getting a lot of love on the chat. Inde saying, I think Swartzman will win. Let's go Diego. Also, Mark saying, go Peque. I think that's his nickname, Swartzman's ah, nickname.
0: Okay. That's just really, really, uh, yeah, I, th- I guess that's Peque for like Pequeño, which is uh, small in Spanish. piccolo yeah uh, (laughs) becky uh yeah so uh but this match is so intriguing i'm torn after seeing the way medvedev could suddenly turn it on and uh it's a similar type of uh like matchup someone quick around the court but more much more consistent i'd say than uh, alex de manor an
1: overall better player sportsman is for me um, I know Medvedev's going to be the favourite for the match, but for me, I've yeah. got it completely 50 50. It depends what Medvedev turns up because I know, I think we already know what Swartzman's going to be there. Yeah, he's yeah, relatively right. consistent. He's going to be the same guy who we would expect to be playing this match. Medvedev, he could either be a bit shaky or he could be playing his excellent best. And if he is, he'll win. If he's not, Swartzman will. Yeah. So um, we'll find out what happens for that
0: tomorrow. I'll be cheering on Diego Schwartzman, as you can see there. <laughs> he's on my yeah, I might together.
1: have to go to to be fair, because I've got him going all the way to the final. Oh. So it'll be brilliant in my bracket.
0: Is this the first time you've ever gone against Diego Schwartzman? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Wow, look at this. JG having a first <laughs> time for something. This is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Well, uh, Diego, I think if anyone can do it, he can do it. And he's going to have to have his uh, running shoes on tomorrow because yeah. it's not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, and it wouldn't be fair to talk about obviously, well, sorry, we've got one last match we do need to talk about, and I know Davo would like us to probably avoid it, but it is Marin Silich
0: who went out. Uh, uh, well, we there's two more matches, but I don't know two where get about R- Rownage. <laughs> Rownage <laughs> just gets left to left to the side. Yeah, well, roundage match, I thought it was going to happen. It sort of just happened. He got to a tie break, won the tie People break. Said
1: it yesterday, there wasn't much to say about it. We fought uh jerome wouldn't cause too many problems for him. Um Jerome looked good against Berettini, but for me, Berrettini was just not moving at all. We just couldn't we just looked injured as hell. So um fair play, round it's one. Yeah. And he's yeah. through the next round. So he'll be yeah. playing Hugo Humber now. Obviously, the guy who beat Marin Cilic. Wow. there. That's a very really close match.
0: That was a great match as well. And I thought this really showed what this kid's made of as well. Ugo Humber was obviously my dark horse for the tournament. Maran Cilic, your dark horse for the tournament. But Ugo Humber, after he lost the second set, uh, I thought, is this just going to be him going out now to the more experienced guy? No, he had a resolve and he rallied in that third set and actually came out even better than probably he played in the first set. And I was just so impressed. And uh, Marin Cilic gave him the runaround. And he was playing well, Cilic, as well. Hitting yeah. some really, really hard winners, pushing Umber around the court. And Umber never stops running. <laughs> mate, just it's
1: super, yeah. We had dark horses going uh, head-to-head, but you had the bookies' favourite.
0: Well, come on. He hasn't won oh, any no. grand slams, though.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's a good pick, mate. I've got to give it to you. I'm a bit jealous, really. I, I love him, but obviously... And... Uh, I thought it was a really tight match. I did. I did say Marin Cilic would win beforehand, but something yeah, yeah. what did make me laugh a little bit. Did you see um, Humbert's relationship with his mum? His mum seems to be oh, everywhere. It seems to be a, a Judy Murray, Andy Murray vibe. I'm getting.
0: <laughs> yeah, Judy Murray. I feel like Humbert's
1: mum be the new Judy Murray
0: maybe that uh look out for it, out maybe for it anyway maybe we'll get her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: she's everywhere he is and i feel like uh she seems to me like one of them controlling mums as well like the one who's like Ooh. she's very very much involved in every single thing Ugo does
0: so what do you reckon on Ugo on milos raonic
1: uh super tight really tough i can't call it you'd have to go with hugo homba uh it's in france been playing so well. Brownich, uh, Brownitch though. Come Brownich is just Brownitch, isn't it? depends. He's, he's been slightly injured the last few weeks, but he looks a lot better now.
0: Looks back. Um, he looks back to his best.
1: In a 50-50 match yet again. I think we're gonna see a lot of that now. If we get into the later stage, latter stage of the tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh well, I well for me, obviously I want Umber to win. My gut would say. Raonic, if his serve's going, it's going to be a real hard day at the office for uh, Umber. But I really hope that he can overcome that power and get the returns back. If he has a good day of returning, these, yeah, I think he goes through uh, yet again. And that'll be even more exciting because then he'll be facing, obviously, the winner of Medvedev-Schwartzman. uh car oh, that'd be an amazing if it was Schwartzman versus umber that would be incredible medvedev umber also incredible so i think both of those i'll be looking forward to tomorrow hopefully we can get to do a live watch along for uh at least one of those matches tomorrow so join us for that there's one thing i just wanted to bring up that was from today that was quite funny that i saw we don't speak about doubles much on the uh on the podcast but uh just something of note that was quite amusing there was a doubles match going on today it was uh the amazing well doubles partnership which we know the french uh, duo which we've spoken about before on the podcast which uh is uh herbert and uh mahut and they were <laughs> they were in a doubles match today against uh arevalo and a uh, middle and, yep. uh, they got to, uh, the, you know, that there's no advantages in the doubles. Yeah. It just goes juice and then you win the, uh, win the, yeah, you win the game afterwards. So they got, so they got a match point. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, um, uh, and, uh, and, Mahat and, uh, bear hits this terrible forehand that goes like really long and, uh, loses them that game. So they just uh, had to go, they won it on a tie break at the end, but then they go back to the, uh, to the side of the, uh, to the of the court, just to sit down. Mahut sits down, and then next to him, there's uh, Herbert going bang, 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 smashing <laughs> this racket to pieces right next to Mahut, <laughs> and his face. So he just sits there, just like glancing at him, going, like, "I'm not going to say anything to him." As long as he won the enough. match. Yeah, they did. They just won the match in the tiebreaker. Right. Completely didn't need to do that at all. But he's just so annoyed <laughs> that he messed up the match point. It was just bizarre to see him going so mental.
1: And yeah, look. obviously we used to pair doing that with his partner happens all the time. But um, yeah, surprisingly, I lost his head like he
0: did. I know. Well, it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. But then my heart was just sat there and just like sort of smiled and just looked at him and just just like, I've just hopefully he's got another racket and then we'll be fine. We'll win the match. So, yeah. Anyway, that's I think that's a good roundup anyway of today's bits and pieces, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we should go to some of the comments though, because we've got some yeah, good yeah. ones today. And uh, Day, we'll start with her. Uh, a lot, of, a lot on the line. If Medvedev is to beat, um, I think I'm assuming that is what Swartzman. Yeah, if Medvedev is to beat Swartzman, he'll go number four in the rankings above Federer wow. and push him to number five. And then obviously, Mary said here, Medvedev's had good preparation for tomorrow. Alex Dimonoi, I feel like is the perfect prep for a Swartzman. Small yep. guy, so fast around the court. Yep. So he couldn't have planned yeah. that any better. And uh, Ayushman saying with a bit of analysis, Diego versus Medvedev will come down to whoever wins the longer points.
0: Yes. And don't forget how good, uh, well, Schwartzman is at those longer points. He's super consistent and uh, he sticks in those rallies and he always makes you play one more shot. That's just uh, part of his adage on court, isn't it, So
1: yeah. And another thing very interesting from today is Ugo actually outserved Raonic. 19 aces. Wow.
0: wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. 19 aces. So there you go. It might be a serve fest tomorrow between those two.
1: I know I went for Ugo, but who did you go for? Raonic?
0: No, I've got to stick with Ugo. He's my dark horse. Yeah. I can't yeah, go against Ugo. him. But my gut, <laughs> if you just showed me those two names in any other walk, I'd probably just say Raonic because. Of his serving, and if he's on, he's on. And you saw he got to the final in Cincinnati against Djokovic, and he took a set off Djokovic. So difficult.
1: Fair enough. I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. For uh, sure. Before we go, we might as well have a last little look at the leaderboard. See. Who's oh yeah, top. yeah,
0: definitely. Um, we'll if anyone's here. new
1: and they'd like to join, uh, draw challenge it's completely free. I'll put a link in there now. You just need to join. When uh, it's called GTL Tennis League, it's and I'll put the now. link. No, oh, we've got 56 people in there. If you're new, you're not going to be able to join right now, but you'll be able to do it when we go to the next one. I think you've got Sophia coming up, and there's also a WTA tournament happening. Um, it's the one, uh, Corey Goff won last year.
0: Yeah. So there's
1: the link, and then you go. Number one now is...
0: Lithuania HQ is now up at number one. So we've got a new leader, Harry Carrillo, who's fallen down to fourth and Dash is still in there at second. John Nartley's made it up there into a second as well. Impressive. Yeah, that's really good.
1: There I am on the front. I'm still number, what am I, ninth now? Well, I've dropped down yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah, you dropped down. I've dropped down even further, mate, so don't worry about that. Very good. I'm down in... There he is, 15. 15th. Oh, I've taken a real tumble in. I think I was in 10th yesterday. I'm down to 15th now. I'm there still there with Serjan though. Djokovic's <laughs> He's following dad. You, mate. Me and me and Djokovic's dad. Let's have a look at the full standings, just so we can see who's down the right at the foot of the table. Ah, uh, it's sort let's ignore Mr. Troll. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Pierre Berlin uh and super duper tech chris mere you're moving back down again by the looks of it you want to be careful You don't want to be stuck to that i don't think anyone's going to uh go any worse than bashiash really versus kevin anderson final to be honest
1: that was all about tommy tommy Cole? how's he doing now is he dropped Tommy off? tommy
0: Cole. he's uh he's in 20th he's uh, he's of in the middle of the middle of the pack jacks so. is there 27th
1: not is doing so it? well this time are you jackie
0: yeah, well, I bet if there's let's have a look. Who's who did Jax have to win? I think it was Rafa, wasn't it? So there's still points to be had as long as Rafa's still in. Yeah, as long as Rafa's still in, Jax is still in. So interesting stuff. Yeah, but I think we should wrap it up there, to be honest, mate. Yeah, for sure. Join us for the live watch along.
1: We're we'll doing that in a matter of whenever it starts. I think like 10 minutes time. Yes. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Also, like the video. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you very soon.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.